Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season on the podcast, we're chatting with some of our other work friends from across our country who are part of the Youth Unlimited YFC family. We'll hear their stories, why they do what they do, and how they're furthering God's kingdom in Canada. So scrape the ice off your car because it's freaking winter, make a lasagna, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with the Campus Life Director of Youth Unlimited YFC North Perth, (laughs) Jen Brubaker. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm so excited for this conversation, for you to hear all about her role at YFC, how she got there, what she's been learning in the last year, and some other fun things. So enjoy. Oh, Jen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited about this because, okay, so I went back and listened to when you brought this idea. I was like, okay, yeah, that'd be fun to interview each other again. And then I was like, oh, I just started to like it more and more. And then I went back to last year and I, I listened to our interviews with each other, oh, no. which was our first ever podcast recording was you and I together. That's insane, eh? And it's funny because people wouldn't know this, but do you remember that we recorded like a whole episode and then deleted it all and restarted because we were like, we can't let <laughs> we anyone don't know read what this. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we were like, we can't let this out to people. And so we didn't. We deleted mm. it and then we redid them. But I listened back to our old interviews and I was like, oh, like I can hear how much less comfortable we are. But even <laughs> just to be like the things you talked about, I was like, oh, and that's changed. And oh, and oh, it was just wow, like what a, a moment of growth. Eh? It was. It was like kind of a full circle moment. It was really mm. cool. So I'm I'm very, very excited for this. And I'm saying this because we've already done one with me, but I'm really excited for your conversation. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Okay. So again, we're gonna kind of stick to similar to what mine was, and we're gonna start off with um some current faves instead of fun facts. So current favorite movie slash TV show. <sighs> Ainsley. This has been a slow realization, and we joke about this every once in a while, but I think I'm slowly morphing into a grandmother, (laughs) because lately, (laughs) I just love British TV shows, (laughs) like, not even just, like, comedies or whatever, but, like, freaking real estate shows. Back to the country? Escape to the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a few more. It does say Um, something that you and my parents have exactly the same taste in TV. Which I do love chatting with them about those things. Like, same with Alaska shows, right? But yeah, I've really been noticing that there's been a trend here. So I've been watching British TV shows. Mm -hmm. Humbling moments, eh? But yeah. Acceptance is the first step in growth. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the honest answer. (laughs) Uh, hey, no, that's fun. No shame in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, current favorite comfort food slash drink? Oh my gosh. Okay, number one, hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that you said hot chocolate because I would say, like, I think hot chocolate and hot cocoa are different, but basically the same thing. Um, is that true? Yeah, I guess if I said hot cocoa, like homemade hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't had homemade hot chocolate in a long time, but yeah, I would say fair enough. Yeah, so hot cocoa. Yum. And I think it's just cozy because it's freaking cold outside. Mm -hmm. And then it was hard to come up with another one um, because I love pierogies and I freaking love enchiladas. Mm -hmm. I would say those are my enchiladas probably more so. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, 
current favorite book or okay. books? Yeah, I I do quite a bit of reading. So I am reading The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman. Wow, it takes me so long to read it because it's um, he's very he's a very smart man. Um, but I just finished Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. Mm. Wow. It's like the story of um, Louis Samperini. And oh my goodness, I think I was re- I was reminded when Mel was talking about how um, on one of her episodes about how she thinks that we need to learn more from dead people. And I believe Lewis just passed away a couple of years ago. He was in his 90s, but just an incredible story of immense suffering mm-hmm. and um, him coming to know Jesus like through a Billy Graham rally and um, the ministry of youth for Christ. Like it, it's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the most recent most favorite book I've read mm. and podcast. This isn't going to be a shock, but the live no lies podcast mm. that has uh, kind of coincided with his book. John Mark Comer's book has been really good. Mm. Awesome. And current favorite activity. I've just really been enjoying walking. Like I think during, um, during lockdowns and uh, through the thick of COVID and even now too, um, not as much. I would just go on walks and then I would talk on the phone with a friend mm-hmm. and they were going on a walk as well. So we would call them walk and talks. Um, and I realized over the years more and more how much I actually enjoy just walking, not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been really active, but just like slowing down, being outside, taking time to just mm-hmm. breathe um, is really important. And when I don't, I know that I'm a little bit of a mess mm-hmm. <laughs> or I feel like a mess. Yeah, there's something just so interesting about walking that you just you just can work out so many things just by oh walking. Goodness, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh tell us how you got to YFC. This might not come as a shock, but YFC wasn't my life plan. What? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I get I I had to re-listen to um the interview that, that we did a year ago. Um, and I shared a little bit about this, but yeah, my, after high school, my kind of plan was to go to nursing school, get a degree, work here for a couple of years and then do medical missions overseas. Um, and I got really sick and then a lot of other things happened that, that didn't happen. And I literally, I maybe knew a little bit about, um, YFC. My cousin was pretty involved here. Um, and so I knew a little bit about, it just because he was involved, but I didn't know anything else. And I took a gap year to kind of take time to rest and recover from a crazy, <laughs> dramatic, traumatic, <laughs> uh, yeah, year before that with being sick and, and yeah, finishing school and whatnot. And I had nothing to fall mm-hmm. back on. Like literally nothing. People would ask me, oh my goodness, like what are you planning on doing? And I just kind of wanted to like stop them and say, hey, like I kind of almost died of this like really serious illness. Can you just give me a break? (laughs) Like I don't know. I obviously didn't tell people that. That seed in my head. Um, But yeah, I really wrestled with that. And I came to a point where I knew that nursing wasn't what um, God wanted me to to do he made that really clear Mm. and I was just left with nothing 
And I was working at Conestoga Bible Camp. Um, I was a camper there, and I worked there for many, many years. And uh, the camp director there, Terry, um, just told me one day, he's like, hey, so just so you know, I gave you uh, your contact info to um, this guy, Kevin. I'm like, <laughs> hello, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like Kevin, he works at um, Youth for Christ in Listowel, and he's looking for uh, an intern. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, um... Okay. Um, met with Kevin. He um, wanted to hear my story and what I'm passionate about. So I told him um, everything that had happened. Yeah. And what I love to do, which was working with youth also really passionate about that. And he told me about YFC and then he offered me a job and told me to think and pray about it. And I literally had nothing else. It wasn't even like you know, the skies opened up and God's like, mm. this is what I want you to do. I literally had nothing else. So that mm. I said, yes. Mm. Um, that's how I started. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think about, I remember you had texted me cause you were in town and you were like, Hey, I'm in town. Do you want to go get ice cream? Oh yes. A Dairy Queen. And, uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, sure. And then I was talking to Kevin. I was like, Oh, I'm actually going to have ice cream with Jen. And this is before Jen and I were really friends. Mm. And uh, he was like, put some feelers out like to see if she's <laughs> going to come work at YFC. And I asked you about it. And I went back and I told Kevin, I was like, fat chance she comes. Like, she's Psych. for sure not coming. <laughs> and then he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, though. it is funny thinking about the season of life back then mm-hmm. and to where like what life looks like now like I don't have a plan b even Mm. now too some people have asked me oh do you think you'll be at YFC you'll be a lifer and I mean the short answer is I don't know but I don't have I know this is where I'm supposed to be now and um yeah I just see God's complete grace and goodness in the way that he led me and walked me through that season when I was totally blind to seeing Mm. his hand in any of that yeah um which is really cool and Mm. really humbling (laughs) So tell us about your role at YFC. Mm-hmm. So I am the campus life director. And that basically means that my main focus is high school ministry. And that has obviously shifted and changed during COVID. Um, I haven't been able to actually be in the school um, because of the, the pandemic. Um, but I run Campus Life, which is a Christian uh, group that would meet in the high school weekly and that has shifted and changed it changed to a lunch drop-in program um I do coaching I actually am in the middle of coaching the senior girls volleyball team which I love I work at the drop-in center and do um quite a bit of mentoring so basically organizing events and programs that make it possible for myself, other staff, and other volunteers to build relationships with students. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Love. (laughs) (laughs) What have been the greatest joys and challenges of your ministry? This is kind of a hard one, not because it's like, oh my goodness, what do I say? But there's just been a lot Mm. for both. Mm -hmm. Um, Greatest joys. I have said, and if you've listened to work friends, you know, I say, wow, there's a gift in longevity. And I think that's really true. I've been here. I'll be going into my fifth year working here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just so blown away by. uh, Yeah, I think just the opportunity that we have here to walk with students closely 
um, and to build relationships with them. And yeah, like you said, you've known some students since they're grade six and now they're, or like junior high and now they're in grade 12. Like, I love that I get to be a consistent person and a consistent voice in students' lives as they come and go and, and through the seasons, both good and, and hard. Mm. So I love that. Um, yeah, I kind of like, I like seeing them grow up. like at this point I'm still in like the big sister um Mm. age I guess and I just love like being a champion of young people I love it I think the other thing and I'll talk a little bit more about this later on but the complete gift of community that has brought so much joy I think when I first started here I was 19 and in that season of life there's just a lot of shifts and a lot of changes and I was wrestling a lot with Um, what I was going to do, even when I decided to work at YC, there is still a lot of unknowns. Um, but I really wrestled with loneliness because I moved from Elmira to Listwell. I didn't really know a whole lot of people at that point. We were just work friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, I look back over the years and I remember our friends, Phil and Abby, Abby was a summer student here. Phil, like you went to high school with Phil. I worked at camp with Phil. So, um, yeah, like known them in different ways, but they got married last June. Mm. Yeah. June, yeah, 2020. June 2020. And it was like a COVID wedding. So it obviously looked very different, but, and it was very small, but I looked around the group of people that were there and just so blown away by like the gift of, and the joy that has come mm. from working here and, and the people that I get to do life with. Um, number one, celebrating Phil and Abby. So fun. (laughs) But Kevin was there. Like him and Carter were there. Matt and Emma. Like these people that have become Mm. like family. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really thankful for that because there's nothing that I did. I mean, being intentional and stuff like that, but there's nothing that I did to to earn that, you know? I don't Mm -hmm. know. So yeah, community would be a huge one too challenges it was a huge culture shock (laughs) (laughs) starting here again I think about 19 year old Jennifer and everything was just a shock I think specifically working at the drop-in center Mm -hmm. um, I felt that it was just weird because I wasn't that much older than quite a few of the students who were coming here and just totally different life experiences Um, but that was hard I think as you get to know students and you get to know the brokenness and pain that they've experienced, it, it really hit me hard because mm. I realized how fortunate I've been in the people, like even just my parents. But yeah, with the culture shock and the brokenness and experiencing that kind of like firsthand as I was getting to know these students, I remember um, after one drop in night, it was really tough. There's just a lot that happened. And um, a student was sharing with me, um, just different things in his life that had happened that like, I cannot even imagine. Mm. And, um, I was laying in my bed and I'm like, God, I, I want my heart to break for what breaks yours. And he totally did. Like I was crushed. I would just go to, <laughs> I would just like ball my eyes after dropping. So I'm mm-hmm. like, God, like where's like, where's their hope? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what hope do they have? And, um, so that's been a challenge, but in it, I've seen my own brokenness that it's not just like Jen coming in to like make a huge difference and all these things, but like being faithful with where God has placed me, but also too like my own brokenness is being healed and worked out at along with hoping and praying 
that's true for the students as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, working with people can be, it can be challenging and it can be really hard. Plus I'm more introverted. So I think even that, like I've learned how I work and I operate and just work life balance and all those fun things. So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think I didn't share this specifically, but having you around actually meant like I had someone to relate to on those mm. things of like, Oh my gosh, this happened at drop. I didn't being able to like come to you about things like mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah, I mean, it is hard, but I'm glad you've been here for it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> what is one unexpected gift that has come out of working at YFC? I would say like a deep sense of community. Mm. Um, the story that comes to mind, we, and again, it's fun l- looking back and reflecting, but it's also like, it's bittersweet because things have changed so much because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. But every single year after like around June, when school is wrapping up, we would take a group of students to Wonderland. And, um, I think it was the last year, the last year that I went, um, there was a group of students from drop-in who were coming with us too. And, uh, I can't drive technically because I'm not 25. Oh, well, yep. <laughs> For YFC. Hey, it was just totally fine. The time is coming. Um, but my we needed some volunteers. And so my dad, I asked my dad if he would come. And um, he said, yeah, I would like, I think I roped him in saying like, dad, it'll be so fun. Wonderland and crowds is not his thing. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. at all. I'm like, dad, Kevin's going, you can hang out with him. Marv, a great volunteer there. He's going too. like, you can just hang out with them. Um, so somehow he agreed. And I just remember so clearly driving down and um, there's four kids in our vehicle, all from drop in. And the longer that we were driving, the more they just started talking about their life, like hard, deep things. And it's so interesting because, you know, conversations where you're not looking directly at the person. Um, yeah, I find that people are a lot more comfortable to share things. And I think it was really, really cool for my dad to be able to be there as well and for him to kind of see a little bit about what um, what we do here. But yeah, that day I went on zero rides. I went on the whitewater canyon thing like I hung out with dad Kevin and Marv and like had my phone on me in case like kids needed help or anything like that but yeah it was just so fun just hanging out with them Mm. and um yeah funny thinking back on it but yeah deep sense of community that like I just love our team that Mm. I get to actually do like I know that all of you guys are in my corner not just because I work at YFC Mm. and I'm really really thankful for that Mm. I think even too, we went on a canoeing trip with our gal pals, Anne and Katie. And I think back to Katie is somebody that, uh, they're both a few years younger than us, but Katie worked at Constable Bible Camp when I was in a leadership position there. Um, and Anne was a student here at YFC. And I think as they've graduated, they're in university now, like those relationships have really turned into like true friendship and stuff like that. Mm. Like again, our little camping trip in the fall mm-hmm. of just being able to do life with people. Yeah. Also so sweet. Yeah. That is fun when sometimes students grow up a little bit and then you get to be more peers with them. That's mm-hmm. a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what have been the biggest lessons that you've learned about yourself and God during your time at YFC? Fun fact about me. I'm very competitive and I'm pretty independent (laughs) and I can be a bit of a perfectionist and, um, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, 
as I reflect back on the last five years, I realize that I cannot do this alone. Mm-hmm. Like I actually need God's provision and care and peace. Like I can't do any of this without him. I think beforehand I had kind of this, uh, not even mentality, but just like, I'm going to make a difference. Like I can do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, um, slowly realizing that I can do things, but I can't do great things without God. Um, that's probably been the biggest thing. And so the way that I live my life now and the way that I do ministry looks a lot different than I did before. Part of that is just growing up and maturing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really taught me about surrender and what it looks like to give my life to him. Mm-hmm. Like the, my life is not mine. And being faithful with where God places me, even though I really don't want to be in a certain season, learning how to live life and be faithful to him and the boring, mundane, ordinary seasons of life Mm. have all been lessons within that. But yeah, I think I've learned in a totally different way that I actually can't do this without him. (laughs) My pride is really, um, yeah, he's humbled me and I'm really, really thankful for that. Mm. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good reminder. Yeah. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Gosh, a lot. I don't think I knew what I was getting myself into, to be (laughs) honest. (laughs) Can relate. (laughs) Which I think is not a bad thing. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, there's just been, there's, there's just a lot. I think I wish I, I think I would tell myself that like in a sense, just really simple, like it's going to be okay. Mm. Like God is faithful and he's going to provide in all things, whether it's with fundraising, that was huge and really a tangible, <laughs> like God, I actually can't provide for myself here. Mm. <laughs> I actually need you. Mm. And, uh, I'm so thankful for, yeah, the people who've come alongside me and, and partnered with me in ministry. Mm. But I think like it's actually going to be okay. like through the really difficult things of wrestling with my own brokenness in walking, stepping into um, these places where you are hearing people's stories and walking alongside them and not even knowing what to do or like (laughs) what I wonder, like, like, God, where is your hope? Like, how are you even moving and working in this person's life? Because I don't see it at all, Mm. at all. And why them? Um, I think I've, I would just tell myself, like, at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. Like, he knows. Again, like you said, mm-hmm. it's, none of this is a surprise to him. And so trusting in him even when things don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I also, too, when I was, and I shared this in the first, first interview. Um, but when I was 10, at that point, I didn't understand how God speaks to us. But I knew without a doubt that God had called me to be a missionary with hands down. I just knew it. And so all the decisions that I made from there during high school and, um, I thought I had a good plan were (laughs) like, it was all in light of that. Mm -hmm. And I think God has a great sense of humor because I never imagined that I would be in freaking Listowel. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I am, but I had this view of what a missionary was. And I really, placed them on a pedestal that they were somehow like superhumans who are going to change the world. Um, and when I became a missionary here in Lester, I'm like, Oh, 
I'm still Jen. (laughs) 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 And, um, yeah, I think I've learned it a different way and would encourage my younger self starting out at YFC to be faithful with where you're like where you are now. Mm. Um, again, that like you can't do this without him. What would you say has been your funniest memory? Oh my god! Over the last like five <laughs> years or whatever it's been. Ooh, I don't know if it's like the funniest because it's so hard to like pinpoint what the top moment is. <laughs> but one moment that comes to mind instantly is, and I don't know if we've shared this before. I don't think so. Mara, you're going to hear it again if you have or if we've talked about it. But when we went to South Africa in summer of 2019, the last big trip before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, we took a group of six students to South Africa. We were staying there with EJ and Kukus, who work for uh, YFC in Africa. And we were just there to like serve them and serve the, their community in the way that um, yeah, that they would like us to. So it was really great. One day we went for a hike. We're in the <gasps> middle of nowhere. <laughs> I know what the story is now. It's a good one. <laughs> and it was an afternoon that we had free. So we went on a little hike just outside of the little town that we were staying in. And it's beautiful. It's rocky. It's, um, yeah, it's really beautiful there. And Cuckoo says, hey, just be aware that we have snakes in the area, but you probably won't see any because it's the wrong season. They're hibernating or whatever they do. So I'm like, cool, but also aware because I don't like snakes. Ainsley, on the other hand, hates snakes. The worst thing. Yeah, I, I, gross. Anyway, so we're walking. Our sweet student, Mary, is walking a little bit ahead of us. We're in the foothills and all of a sudden she stops and she says, bro, Ainsley's just behind me and I'm behind Mary and Ainsley says, Mary, if there's a snake there, I swear, like it better not be anything. And all she says, bro, bro. And you know, if Mary is like, there's something that is up in front. So I look and I look what I think that she's looking at. I'm like, is that a snake? She's like, I think it is. It's like this black thing coiled up in the sun. And I'm like, um, Okay, so we take a photo of it, and then we pray to Jesus that um, there's no more because, ew. And then we go back to the house, and then we're talking to EJ and Cuckoos about this thing that we saw. And EJ, funny, great man, just like, that wasn't a snake, that was a tire. And this story, wherever we went, people were like, we're just the crazy Canadians who think that we saw a snake in the middle of the winter time in South Africa. Nobody believed us, but we met this youth pastor, Bert, and his brother-in-law or something like that is part of a snake forum. So he's like, hey, send me the photo. I'll send it to my brother, and then the forum will talk about it. So that's what happened. We had a couple of thousand people like deciding whether this was a snake or a tire, and it turns out they all agreed. Well, maybe not all, but it was a snake, a black spitting cobra. And not only that... But Ainsley made a bet with Bert and she won, which is fun. Yes, I was very happy for that. Yes. But when we left, they hired like a snake expert to go like comb the land to see if they could find it. And they confirmed that it was a snake. So yeah, after all the controversy, because people had really mixed reviews. They talked about it on the radio for one. Yeah. And like posted on their Facebook page. And then that was an issue. And then the snake forum, everybody was like disagreeing about whether it was or not a snake. Mm-hmm. And then, Yeah. The snake expert came back. We were right. Slash I won. 
<laughs> still talking about it like two and a half years later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, it may not have been like a ha ha, like punchline kind of funny moment, but man, it was a roller coaster. And now I can say I saw a black spitting cobra in South Africa. <laughs> Which is one of the most dangerous snakes in the world. Yeah, they spit their venom like 20 feet or mm-hmm. something like that. The funny thing is, is that Bryce was talking about fear in one of our like meetings before going. And he like had a black spitting cobra on there. It's like, we won't see one of those. Psych. Yeah, JK, LOL. Yeah. So anyways, that, that's, a, that's a fun moment that I think about when I think about why I see snakes. <laughs> Hate them. Last question Mm -hmm. what is the best piece of advice you've been given in the last year okay i wrote down my answer and i realized that like this is like nobody told me this this is literally just like my time my advice to myself (laughs) spending time yeah the holy spirit in my one of my quiet times and um it's something that i've really been uh trying to embrace in this specific season but um just be faithful in the now like stand where your feet are have been placed and um yeah be faithful with what is today because I think for me I can so easily think about what's next without while missing what's happening now Mm. and even too looking back and thinking about the hopes and dreams that I had for my life by the time I would be 24 mm-hmm. and my life looks nothing like that. Um, and I'm really thankful, but that comes with a lot of different thoughts and questions and what ifs and whatnot. But yeah, being really encouraged just to be faithful in what is today. Mm-hmm. I don't need to figure it all out now. And I guess that kind of goes with what Ben Price talked about, like for his advice, this is my life. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that really resonated with me. Not in like, I own my life. Like, uh, yeah, like Jesus is my Lord, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just want to be faithful to Him. So be faithful in the now. I think is what I would say. It's hmm. <laughs> a good piece of advice. Thanks, yeah. Ben, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. <laughs> oh, Jen, thanks for your heart. Thanks for all you do for the students and it's a joy for me to watch you serve to serve with you to get to do this with you and uh yeah i know everyone who's listening is blessed so heart thank you (laughs) (laughs) Mm, thanks this is fun Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations coming up that you won't want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're happening to be listening on so that you never miss a Monday episode. Uh, you can also find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Just Work Friends, where we share resources, upcoming merch sales, etc. that you can check out. So uh, you should definitely follow us there. And until next time... Ainsley, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Oh my gosh, it was my (laughs) pleasure. Bye everyone, have a great week. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Bye everyone. (laughs) Toodles.